Today, while I was delivering bread, I delivered to a bunch of grocery stores. I delivered to one in particular grocery store that's called an Express. I'm not going to give you the brand name, but they're an Express, uh, which means it's a smaller version of the bigger chain. And it's also in the first floor of a high-rise. So the uh, the store wasn't outfitted with a bathroom. It wasn't set up like a regular grocery store. And it seems like every time I go to this store, I got to use the bathroom. I never do because I don't know where it is and I don't want to bother anybody. But this was a particular incidence, incident rather, that I needed to. So I politely go over and ask one of the girls at work there, hey, do you have a restroom I could use? She said, yes. It's kind of hidden. I got to show you where it is. I'm like, okay, kind of expecting this. So she takes me into the back room. She goes over, opens the door, hands me a key. She says, right down there on the right. I have to stand here at the door, though, because it locks behind you because that bathroom isn't technically part of the building or part of our store. So I go in, and it's a one-person stall, you know, no urinal on or anything. I open the door. I get in there, start to pee, and I realize I got to sit down. I got to put some work in. You know what I'm saying? So let me tell you, there's nothing more embarrassing than powering through a dump with someone waiting for you. And you're listening to Stories from Central Mass Podcast. And I'm your host, Mike. And I'm going to wash my hands. So when I'm at home, I go to the same grocery store all the time. I go in there the other day and I go through the register and I see that there's a new cashier. No problem, I check out. As I'm leaving, the front-end manager goes, Hey, I'm, you're usually my customer. I'm like, what are you, a fucking hairdresser? Did I not make an appointment with you? Come on, get it together. Just got my car back from getting detailed. <clears throat> my wife's been on my case for about a year now. I'm terrible. I I, I'm, I, th- I leave a mess in my car all the time. I don't throw anything, well, I throw things away, but I don't throw anything out the window or anything. Stuff piles up. Anyway, before I stop babbling too much, <clears throat> I dropped my car off last night. And uh, the car detailing place gives me a lowrider Volvo wagon with tinted windows with the name of the place uh, engraved in the back window and the side rear windows. I, I felt a little out of place, but the funny part was driving home to my house. They're repaving the road, and uh, all those little manhole covers are sticking up an extra three inches. So I had to do a little slalom skiing so I didn't tear the exhaust off the bottom of it. But I get my car back today, and Wow! If you told me this was my car yesterday, I wouldn't believe you. An amazing job they did. And uh, for almost uh, half of what I make a week, uh, you know, uh, you can get your car done this way too. Car detailing is such a scam. I got to tell you, I love it though. It was a gift, so it's not that big a deal. But damn, dude. I mean, they did a great job too. The guy, guy's like, well, I wasn't able to uh, wet sand and buff all the scratches. I'm like, dude, what do you mean wet sand and buff the scratches out of my... I, it, I went for a car detail. You wash the outside of the car, you put a little armor all on the tires, you vac the thing out, you know? I guess there's a lot more to it than that, but... He's like, well, I wasn't... I, you know, I wasn't going to a scratch and dead place. I was going to get my fucking car detailed. Ah, anyway, I love it. I have to tell you, the guilt that runs over you when you get in your car that's been freshly detailed, even if it was a gift... And the light on your dashboard says service past due. And you look at the oil change sticker. And you're a good 500 miles over the oil change. 
and you're not getting it done till next week because you only have one day off a week. It's priceless, I tell you. But then again, I used to get my oil changed, you know, two, three times a year when I had the Cadillac, or the Cavalier, rather, the Z24. But there was a couple of, uh, let's say, some thin years where I probably went for two years without getting an oil change. I used to just add oil to it. I'd add so much that it felt like an oil change. Yeah, I didn't change the filter, but anyway. I just got back from uh, the Cape. Went for a week, a couple weeks ago. I didn't want to talk about it while I was gone because then one of you cats burglarizing my home. But um, I was out near uh, Chatham. And there's this island. It's newly formed in 2007. There was... Uh, I'm not going to get all the terminology correct. But there was like a peninsula, a beach. That went out into... I guess it's Chatham Harbor. I don't really know. And... <clears throat> In 2007, there was a giant nor'easter storm that broke through the peninsula. And now you can't get to this by land, so you got to take a boat, and it's totally secluded. So we take the boat out there. We did it twice, my wife and I and my daughter and my brother-in-law once. in the last day, just me and her went, my wife. So we get out there, and we're sitting out on the beach, just me and her, the, last, the day before we're leaving. And if you walk across the island, you're on the absolute like elbow of the cape just looking out at the open ocean and the ocean the waves are breaking right on shore they don't really roll in like you know you couldn't surf them or anything they just type of waves are just going to knock you silly if you get in the water so i didn't get in over on that side i just kind of jumped in a couple times pretty much to take a leak when i was uh, on the bay side or the harbor side but back to the open ocean side water was beautiful nobody on the beach you know it's late august just before labor day my wife and I were like, you know, on a little desert island with our cooler and our, our chairs and our umbrella. And she happens to have the uh, Shark app on her phone. Now, if you're unfamiliar with this, it's an app you have for your phone that um, people put sightings, you know, will claim they saw a shark. And they're all over the Cape. People claim they saw a shark everywhere. You know, my wife and I, the year before, were flying in a, a small little plane taking a tour of the Cape, and we were over Coast Guard Beach, and her and the pilot actually saw a sizable great white shark, I'm assuming it was great white, shark <clears throat> in the ocean, like obviously in the ocean, like right off the beach, of, off of Coast Guard Beach, and there's people swimming there and everything, so they reported it, you know, like an official report, but the thing is, is that we was, where we were sitting, by the way, this island that I'm on is called, uh, I think it's called the, just the North Island of, of Chatham, because it's newly named. Um, anyway, you see seals swimming because they just live in that harbor. They're everywhere. And seals, they're not cute, man. They are like hippopotamuses. Like, they're just disgustingly big. Like, if you saw one when you were swimming, you would freak the fuck out. I'm telling you. So anyway, we're sitting there on the beach. You look out over the ocean. The ocean is beautiful. And we see this head pop up. And there's just a giant fucking seal swimming right off the shore, right where we are. And there's a buoy about 300 yards offshore where all summer long... There's been like a 12-foot great white. They actually have pictures of that's tagged. And every time it goes near that buoy, it bings. And of course, just three days before we were there, he was out there. So anyway, you see seals, there's sharks. And now that I've given you this little nature channel adventure that I half bullshitted my way through, I'll let you uh, fester with that one. It was awesome, though. I'm telling you. It was, it was crazy to see the thing. They're very kind of off-putting to see, like little head pops up they're not little they're like the size of a football helmet 
They like go 300 pounds. They're huge. So like when you see orcas like flip them like, you know, pancakes, it's amazing. Yeah. So how how you like that? Anyway, back back to the uh, your regularly scheduled program. So if you know me, um I I I uh I'm fascinated by UFOs and aliens. I've never seen a UFO, I've never seen an alien. I'm 50-50 on whether or not any of it's real. I watch Ancient Aliens. I find it like... People, you watch that show? Those guys are like full of shit. I'm like, yeah, but it's a television show. I, you know, I assume everyone's lying to me on TV anyway. But seeing David Gresh uh, and Commander Fravor testify before Congress about what they've seen, it's pretty nuts. And I wish I could elaborate more on it. Did I say moron? Anyway, that's how I feel when I try to talk... Uh, serious, but uh, it's pretty amazing. And then today, Mexico reveals that they have mummified bodies of aliens. And I laugh because they look just like ET or Yoda. I'm like look at the cross between ET and Yoda. And then I don't know how true it is, but I hear this guy, you know, you know, on, on the gram, breaking it down for you on the gram, telling me that uh, it's got thirty percent of unknown DNA in it and stuff. It's like in a little small thing. It's like. Holy shit! And then, and then Peru, these, these 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 miners were getting attacked by. Uh, they said they thought were aliens, and the government said, "No, no, no, those are just uh, 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 bandits or claim jumpers with jetpacks." That's the official shit they said to the people of Peru. Now I know, in other countries, and kind of us too, they'll just say whatever the hell they want just to get you off their back. But it's a very interesting time. I once thought I saw a UFO. To me, it was a unidentified flying object. I was in Millinocket, Maine, in the early 2000s. So I'll, uh, with a whole bunch of friends going uh, whitewater rafting <clears throat> at the Forks, which is where the Kennebec and Dead River come together and form one river, which I think just becomes the Kennebec. I might have that backwards. They might separate there. I'm not sure. But anyway, there's no um, light pollution in the sky. So you can see the Milky Way and everything. So I was laying out by the campfire by myself. And the fire started to die down. And I don't think it was a full moon. But there must have been some kind of a moon. Because you could see like light in the sky. And I'm looking straight up into the sky. And I see this thing just cutting through the sky. Which appeared very far up. It looked like a satellite. Or like the space station. And I'm like, ah, there's no way you can see that shit. I wonder what that is. You know, it wasn't a plane. I mean, I could see the shape of it. It was not an airplane. It looked like a satellite. So I just never really told anybody. Because I'm like, who fucking believes anything I say anyway? And uh, so I asked people and stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, you, you can see the the, the uh, International Space Station. It cuts through the sky a couple times a year, like right over us. And um, even low-flying satellites you can see when there's no light pollution. So, who knows? It was unidentified to me, because I don't know what the hell it was. It wasn't an airplane. It didn't have a balloon shape. It looked like a man-made satellite. So maybe that's all it was. Now, as you know, I've seen something I couldn't explain in my own home when I was a kid. It was kind of like a ghost. At least that's what I name it as. Maybe it was some serious mental vision I was having, hallucinations while being awake and not realizing it. But that's another story. Listen to episode one or two called I Think I Saw a Ghost. It's the honest truth. That's what I think I saw. So anyway, let's not get lost in the uh, weeds here right now. The UFO thing, man, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. I'm very interested in it. 
But then again, I think maybe it's all a psyop. Maybe it's all just, you know, the government making shit up. But it's fun to watch. And it doesn't really have a time schedule, so I can just tune into YouTube or the History Channel, whatever I want, and just pick up where, whatever I want to listen to. Anyway, probably all looking at me right now like, oh yeah, Mike, you're doing good, I see, huh? You picked up a new UFO watching you get your some type of conspiracy theorist. Now that's good. That's good. Maybe you should uh, you know, go back to school or something or read a book, you know, that isn't an idiot wrote it and uh you know, better your life. I say to myself, I say self, I say, Yeah, I probably should. I probably should, you know. But I work a lot and this is easier. And uh I can just be okay with being depressed most of the time, right? No, I'm just kidding. It's only part of the time. Anyway, I'm going to pause right here and uh, probably regret saying any of this. And uh, I'll talk to you later. Or in a couple minutes. So sometimes when I'm recording, I get a little anxious and I start to babble and talk too fast. And I uh, sometimes don't give you all the information in the correct order. What I was trying to say about Peru and UFOs was that I heard that there were... uh, this is allegedly, heard that uh, some Peruvian miners, gold miners, um, were chased off in the middle of the night from their claim by what they were telling the authorities were aliens. Like a spaceship came down, I guess, and these tall creatures floated. I don't know exactly how they described it, but that's the gist of what they had said. And the Peruvian government, whether they they had just from their description or had seen video that they had taken, just told the miners um, that it was probably just claim jumpers or bandits wearing jetpacks. Like I said, I I can't testify to the authenticity of what the, how they could actually say that to them. Did they see videos that the miners took? I I heard something about that, but that's nuts, man. That's crazy. And uh, like I said, sometimes I mispronounce words and I stumble over my own voice. But you really want to hear me stumble and stammer. (laughs) Just listen to me right now. No, you really want to hear me stumble and stammer. Be the pharmacist at the drive-thru when I got to go pick up a prescription for one of my family members. And they ask me which one and I got to read it. The sweet pickle bus should have picked me up this morning, I got to tell you. You know, dropped me off at Sylvan Learning Center. Had me hooked on phonics. Sound this stuff out. Barefoot Island. Shout out to Mike Dacry. Anyway, thank you. Anybody out there that wants to uh, get together with me, do a podcast, you know who you are, get in touch with me, because until you do, you don't have to deal with me just babbling into my phone while I'm running errands. You know, can't do this while I'm at work. For one, I shouldn't be talking on the phone while I'm at work. And for two, the sound of the loudness of my truck just drowns it out. So I have to uh, disconnect from my Bluetooth in my car. Because if I don't, you ever hear my podcast and it sounds like I'm talking through a tin can? Well, that's because my Bluetooth is connected in my car and I didn't realize it. And uh, Anyway, I was too lazy to edit or to uh, fix it. But anyway, Mike, Jay, Dave, Pat, Vin, anybody else that really knows me, Mike. I, I said Mike again, but there's usually more than one. You know, Dan, Mark. I do have some friends. We don't see each other very often. But hit me up. We'll try to get together and do one of these. 
if for any other reason, it's a good time to tip a couple of beers. But like I said, drinking and podcasting usually usually leads to me talking faster, laughing at my own jokes, and um, usually having to edit out 50 to 60 to 70% of the content because it's just uh, not politically correct. But you've been listening to Stories from Central Mass Podcast. I wanted to put out a quick one for everybody. And what that really means is I just pulled in my driveway from running errands and my wife's probably wondering who I'm talking to on the phone right now as she looks out the window at me. And uh, thank you for your support. Uh, Go Patriots.